0: Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what is going on? Jeff Hartman here, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, for a special episode of The Standard is the Standard. The Steelers didn't play. This is not the post-game show. They played on Thursday. We did that. The Steelers won big time. We all know that. And they won again this Sunday. We'll talk about that in a second as we recap all the action that was in Week 10. The AFC is done for the week We have have full conference record standings, all that stuff for you. But first, let me bring in my co-host, Lance Williams. But before I ask him to come on and talk, I want to get his opinion. And we're going to talk about this first. We're going to get it out of the way. The reports. Now, let me say that again. The reports that Le'Veon Bell has decided he, he ain't showing that he's not coming. His Tuesday is the deadline for him to show up to play this season. And all reports from Ian Rappaport of NFL Network, Adam Schefter of ESPN, is that he is not going to show. So, Lance, welcome to the show. And what are your thoughts on Lev Bell? Just saying, F you guys, I'm taking my ball and going home.
1: I'm surprised. And I think all of us should be surprised. Typically, football players don't sit out complete seasons unless the league makes them sit out for some other reason because they're not wanted or they're suspended. So it's really strange to see a football player, a guy as good as Le'Veon Bell and as competitive as Le'Veon Bell, decide to sit out. I think this is a new day in the national football league and this could be a precedent set for future players.
0: Yeah, it could be. And I, I do want to, I do want to say, and, and we talked about this um, last week, I don't know if it was the post-game show or if I said it with Chris Carter, is that it, he is betting on himself. And this is something he's done on more than one occasion. He did it after the first franchise tag when he was making $12.1 million, And he thought he was going to turn that into a big deal. Didn't happen. He's betting on himself again. This time it's going to be in free agency. The Steelers are not going to tag him a third time. And so he's thinking he's going to big bank. So he's passing up 14.5 million to hopefully get 45 million. That's what Todd Gurley was guaranteed. I'm not sure he's going to get that because of the age, but I think Lance, you agree that someone's going to pay this guy, right? I mean, they're going to, they're going to unload the bank account. They're going to give him what he wants.
1: Absolutely. I mean, some of the teams, you know, just look for a team with a tremendous amount of cap space. One of the teams that jumps out to me, the New York jets and the Houston Texans. You know, imagine putting Le'Veon Bell on turf with Deshaun Watson. I mean, that would be fantastic. And Hopkins back there. You know, you put those three guys on offense, they could possibly dominate that division for the foreseeable future. They're playing good football as it is right now. Add Le'Veon Bell to that mix. So I think Le'Veon Bell is going to get paid. But the National Football League is a very interesting landscape. And it's a landscape where they will make examples of players. And I think to a large extent, Colin Kaepernick has been made an example of. Eric Reed was able to play. He was the guy who put the vicious hit on Ben and got thrown out the game. But sometimes the National Football League makes examples out of guys for trying to act, quote unquote, out of school. And I'm sure that teams are not pleased with a star player like Le'Veon Bell sitting out of season and trying to get paid. I'm sure it's not sitting well with the league. So, there could be a potential, you know, I want to give a big shout out to at no school who brought it up on Twitter. One of our avid listeners, maybe the league is spiteful and maybe nobody signs him because he's trying to exercise power and take advantage of it and, and really dictate how he's going to play this all out.
0: I mean, when you think about it, there's already been some signs of that, whether it's uh, Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator, of the Ravens, making his comments about how the Steelers are better without him. And maybe that's why he's on his jet ski down in Florida. And then even Ron Rivera of the Carolina Panthers this past week, leading up to the Thursday night game said he referred to him as the other guy. You know, he did not say his name. Now, some, some drew a lot out of that. Some just took it at face value. It's Le'Veon Bell and we're talking one of the premier players in the league. Uh, Most people would at least say the man's name, but, Maybe you're right. Maybe that's how it's going to go down. But uh, I am really, really curious and anxious in a way to see. I'm just going to assume two things here. That that A, he's not going to show up. And B, that he's going to go somewhere next season that's not the Pittsburgh Steelers. So those are safe assumptions in my opinion, but they're still assumptions. Those are not concrete. I, I want to see how he does behind another offensive line. That's what I want to see. Because... James Conner, not only has he proven himself this year, he's proven how damn good that offensive line is. I mean, <clears throat> I, I'm not saying that Jalen Samuels can go out and do that. I'm not saying that uh, Stephen Ridley can do that. But you know, it'll be interesting to see how Le'Veon Bell does. So, I mean, do you think that he is a product of the offensive line and the system, and that he goes somewhere? Because Houston's offensive line is not that good. I don't, I
1: don't. I don't think he's a product of the system. One thing I'll say about Bell and Connor is Connor, before his bout with cancer, he was considered possibly a first round draft pick. So he's a talented guy, and Le'Veon Bell was a second round draft pick. You know, offensive line running the ball successfully, it's symbiotic. You have to have a good offensive line, and you have a good. Have to have a good back. There's no way I think we both agree that Jalen Samuels would not be a productive player. With the Pittsburgh Steelers, he would be an average running back. So I I think you do have to give Le'Veon Bell some credit for being an outstanding player. Also, his ability to run routes out of the backfield, blitz protection. I mean, what we're seeing is that both of those guys are very good players. And riddle me this, you know, maybe Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin know actually what they're doing when they draft players. But I want to throw a question to you, Jeff, because you are a fit guy. You know, you're really into fitness, you eat well, you eat healthy, you eat clean. You're in great shape. If you're a a GM looking at Le'Veon Bell, I mean, what's more important to you? Is it the lack of hits on his body or is it that he's a year older? Does the age discount the fact that his body possibly is fresh because of no hits? Or is he just getting older? And we all know about the 30-year-old line marked the Mendoza line for running back. What's your perspective on that?
0: If I'm a general manager, age is going to come into what I offer him. Um, if he's thinking that he's going to get some five-year deal with guaranteed money out the wazoo, that's not happening. Uh, if I'm giving Le'Veon Bell a contract offer, it's going to be a four-year deal max. with, And you know how contracts work in the NFL. Four years is essentially two, maybe three. Um, to me... The hits don't matter because he's, his body's already taken a toll. Uh, you look at the knee injuries that he's had, the groin injury that he had. Um, that stuff scares me. So he sat out all this year. To me, he is, he's not in football shape and hasn't been. I'm wondering, what is he going to look like in 2019? He hasn't played football since 2017. What's he going to look like when he steps on the football field? I mean, look at Des Bryant. I mean <laughs> the Des Bryant show is was over before it even started as he tore his Achilles in practice. So it's it, it's one of those situations where not playing football is important. Combine that or compound that with his age, that's not good either. So for me, if I'm a general manager, I'm not giving him a super long deal in no way stretch of the imagination. And I'm also very wary. Of his body, from the past injury standpoint, to not playing since 2017, and the fact that, like you said, he is getting over the Mendoza line. Do you agree or disagree?
1: I'm gonna disagree with you slightly. I think they would do it over five years, so you could stretch out the cap hit. I mean, that's the only thing I would add to what you're saying, and and I think it's gonna be really front loaded, like most deals like that, where the third year of the deal is the year you're gonna decide whether you're going to either restructure the deal or cut the player. But I I think he is going to get paid. But I think his age, like you said, is going to impact him. And I think for the Steelers, I I think it is a loss to a certain extent. You want as many good players as possible. We saw the Patriots, and we'll talk about it more, struggle today against the Tennessee Titans. We saw what they were vulnerable to in this game. They were vulnerable to Deion Lewis running the football off-tackle just imagine if you had both of those guys, I think the Steelers were very unfortunate this weekend with the injury of Des Bryant. There's no way in the world that that did not impact Le'Veon Bell's decision. He had to look at that and say, man, that could be me. Maybe I'll sit out. Also, I think when his representation figured out that if he were franchised again, it would cost the Steelers $25 million. And I think the thing that fans have to realize is if you franchise a guy, You have to have the cap space. So you can't just willy-nilly franchise a guy. So I think with that said, they know that they're not going to franchise him again. And even if they transition tag him, he can negotiate with teams. And I think that's what's going to happen. They're going to transition tag him. He's going to negotiate with teams, resign with somebody else, and the Steelers will get compensation. But the big thing for the Steelers is they've still got an outstanding level production of Bell's production with James Conner, which is a win. And they get, what, close to $16 million back in cap space. So yeah. it's a win for the Steelers.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're going to roll over $14.5 million, and they are going to need every penny because this this their salary cap was extremely tight already going into next season. You need that little bit of a cushion, and that's what they're going to get. Um, and, and so in the long run, the Steelers could possibly benefit because James Conner is a cheaper player. Uh, James Conner has proven productive. They save the salary cap space. They saved some trauma in the meantime. Uh, but in the immediate future, like you said, there's some issues. Um, you have to wonder, you know, what's going on with the backfield and James Connor and his concussion, and you only have Steven Ridley and you only have Jalen Samuels behind him. Is that good enough? Can Connor carry the load? They've rolled the they've rolled the dice with this scenario ever since Le'Veon Bell burst onto the scene in 2014. So I don't think that's going to change any. Uh, Mike Tomlin loves to run the wheels off of his running back. That's just what he does. So I don't want to spend the whole show talking about Le'Veon Bell because on Wednesday when we have our actual show, the standard is a standard. We will have a definitive answer of whether he did or didn't show up. Because, hey, for all we know, these reports could be wrong. All the reports about Le'Veon Bell have been wrong so far. So he could be wrong. He could show up on Tuesday morning, um, and he could be a part of the team down the stretch. We don't know. This is all going off reports. But Lance, you have anything else to say about the situation before we move on to today's action?
1: For whom the bell tolls. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Man, who would have saw this coming? I certainly did not. I'll say that. I did not see this coming at all. But you know what? It was an interesting Sunday. The Steelers win big on Thursday Night Football, and so Steelers fans got to sit back and relax this weekend. almost like a mini-bye week, watch some football. Let's talk about some AFC scores here. I really don't care about the NFC. Um, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs were actually – the Arizona Cardinals played them really tough. Chiefs win 26-14, remain the number one seed in the AFC. Um, the Maybe the surprise game of the week, I guess maybe not, the Indianapolis Colts. Hold serve at home over the Jacksonville Jaguars. as the Steelers' next opponent, 29-26. I watched the majority of the fourth quarter of this game, and it just looked like neither team wanted to win it. It wasn't very good football, but the Colts win 29-26. We'll talk about the standings here in a second. The big surprise, as Lance alluded to earlier, the Tennessee Titans beat the Patriots at home 34-10. to Oh, boy. Whew. We'll talk about that one in a second. Another big win was the New Orleans Saints, 51-14 to over the Cincinnati Bengals, has huge AFC North ramifications. We'll get into that as well. The Cleveland Browns, 28, Atlanta Falcons, 16. You know, it's funny on our preview show, I said if I was going to pick an upset of the week, I'd pick the Browns over the Falcons. I said, but I'm not doing upsets of the week, so I said that I thought the Falcons would win. The Browns do win, 28-16. That was a strange game. And then we have the Los Angeles Chargers, I almost the San Diego Chargers, 20-6 to six over the hapless Raiders who seem like they're playing for the first pick in the 2019 draft. Now, let's go to the standings. In the AFC North, the Steelers remain on top at 6-2-1. The Cincinnati Bengals falling to 5-4. and four. Really put some distance between themselves and the Steelers, and that's really a good cushion for Pittsburgh. Baltimore Ravens were off, had a bye week. They're four and five. And the Cleveland Browns are three, six, and one. News coming out of Baltimore, even on the bye week, is that Joe Flacco has a hip injury, and they're not sure if he's going to be able to play next week when they play the Bengals. This might be Lamar Jackson time in Baltimore. I'll tell you what, Lance, what are your thoughts on just the AFC North division after week 10 is kind of concluded?
1: The AFC North is bad. I think we're seeing that it's a bad division. I mean, 51-14. They got their gates blown off. I mean, we thought the New Orleans was going to win, but golly, jeez! I guess the narrative of the Saints not being able to play outside is over. Drew Brees and those boys just came through like scorched earth, and I mean, wow! Give a fifty at home. The division is bad.
0: Coming and off I, a bye too, man. They're coming off a bye week now. I know they didn't I, have, they didn't have perfect. They didn't have A.J. Green. Uh, they were missing someone else. Well, Lawson tore his ACL, so he was out. So they've had some injuries, but, man, coming off a bye and getting 50-plus hung up on you at your home, eesh, that's a bad look.
1: Riddle me this, Jeff. The AFC North will have three new coaches next year. Ooh. Cleveland's getting a new head coach. I think Baltimore's getting one, and Marvin Lewis is out of there. Just imagine that and just how good of a thing that is moving forward for the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's going to be three new division coaches next year. Mark my words.
0: Well, don't you think – I the Cleveland Browns are so dumb. I could see Williams getting this team to win some games on the stretch, and they say, you know what, we're going to turn take away the interim tag and we're going to give you the head coaching job. I could see that happening. I legitimately could. Um that
1: that would that, that would be ironic. Got to cut you off, Jeff. That bounty killer, yeah, the bounty killer would get a job. I mean, it, the NFL, it, it's. I I, I don't want to take the show into that turn. The NFL is just comical in its hypocrisy that a guy that really threatened the integrity of the game by putting physical bounties on players is a head coach. I mean, that's absolutely despicable. There's no way that Greg Williams aka the bounty killer should be a head coach.
0: Well, he is right now technically. <clears throat> and so um I-, I wouldn't be shocked. That's a very Cleveland thing to do. I will say that the Cincinnati Bengals if we f- if we rewound the tape and went back to last year this time, we were say probably saying the same thing about Marvin Lewis that he was going to be fired and he's still coaching the Cincinnati Bengals. I'll say my prediction is one. There's only going to be one new coach next year. That's my theory. Because the Bengals are the Bengals. The Browns are the Browns. They will do something <laughs> stupid. I. It's just the truth, man. I mean, I would have bet my house last year that Marvin Lewis was going to get fired. And he and he kept his job. He kept his job. I don't get it. I mean, the Browns, like you said, the Browns are the Browns. But, I mean, my goodness, this just doesn't make any sense. I mean, Marvin should they be fired? Should Greg Williams have a job? No. Not as a head coach. Should Marvin Lewis still be have a head, co- head coaching job? No, he shouldn't. Harbaugh, out of the three, is the one that I think would have the longest leash, and I think he's the one that's going to be fired first if they don't make the playoffs because people in Maryland, people in Baltimore, they're pissed. They are pissed off. This is the first time that the Baltimore Ravens have had any sense of sustained turmoil and or losing, really, in the last... I don't know, 20 years. So yeah, they have
1: expectations, Jeff.
0: Literally. It's like Pittsburgh. You know, if you don't make the playoffs for X amount of years, then we'll find someone that they can. So that's a discussion as we get closer to the end of the season. But like you said, the AFC North is niche. Hey, garbage. It's, it's garbage. Well, you, it, 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 it's,
1: it's a bad dude. It might be the worst division in the AFC.
0: Even the East. With the well, Dolphins. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me rewind
1: the tape. The East is the East is trash. The Jets, Buffalo, Miami, uh, that that's that's trash. I, I'll take that back. I misspoke there. Just like my prediction last week. <laughs> I don't know if it was that bad, but wow, that's bad. And by the way, Jeff is up two weeks to none in the predictions. Yeah, so up. in the last two weeks, Jeff is up. I will give you some credit.
0: Oh, that's a first. So, um, the AFC North, the Steelers are what? The Steelers at six two and one, and the Bengals at five and four. What is that? A game and a half lead there, Lance? If I do my math correctly.
1: Yes, it is, sir.
0: Thank you. He's a math guy. I'm a PE teacher, so. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now I like to. This is the point of the season where you know the Steelers are now into the second half of this of their of the regular season, I like to take a look at the AFC as a whole because now is when me, myself, not anyone else, start to look at playoff pictures and, and who's where and who has what games remaining. And we're not going to go into remaining schedules, but the Kansas City Chiefs, who won again today against the Arizona Cardinals, are 9-1 and atop the uh, AFC. The second-place team, the Los Angeles Chargers, they won again, beating the Raiders. They're seven and two. The Pittsburgh Steelers are six two and one. They are the third place team in their um. I'm sorry, they're the third place team in the AFC standings. The New England Patriots are seven and three, right behind the Steelers, and the Houston Texans are. Let six. me
1: correct you, Jeff. The Steelers are in fact the two seed
0: in the AFC because well, if you're looking at the playoff picture, I'm just looking yes. at the standings The playoff picture, you're right. The Steelers will be the two seed because the Chargers and Chiefs are both in the AFC West, and the division winner gets the top seed there. So I'm pretty sure that the Chiefs and Chargers will still meet up one more time this season. The Pittsburgh Steelers will play the LA Chargers and the New England Patriots still this season. And then right behind the Texans at 6-3, and three, you have the Bengals at 5-4, and four, the te- the Titans at 5-4, and four, the Dolphins at 5-5, five and five, And then the Ravens and Colts at four and five, which I would say all those teams are still considered in the hunt. You get down to the three and six teams. That's the Browns, the Jags, the Broncos, the Bills, and the Jets. I'm sorry. I just don't consider them in the hunt. So, Lance, what do you think about the AFC right now from a standing standpoint, from a playoff picture standpoint? Do you see one of those teams that's down in the, in the, standings currently that could really make a few jumps because i'll tell you what again the steelers went on thursday they're idle on sunday and they just keep moving (coughs) the jeffersons and they just continue to move up like the patriots losing it's it's really interesting to see what do you think
1: you were old enough for the jeffersons
0: i saw reruns
1: okay that's what i thought i was like (laughs) i was like you're old enough for the jeffersons wait a minute you weren't watching Archie Nick and Bunker Knight, man,
0: Nick and Knight, when I was a kid, Nick and Night there. I was on there.
1: Oh, wow! I was a grown up when Nick and Knight, Nick at Knight came out. Wow, that's
0: that there is an age difference between us. Do we yeah. talk about that on the air?
1: Yes, no, we don't. Uh, <laughs> um, looking at the standings, I think the thing that stands out you don't want to have the three seed, you do not want to play San Diego. Whatever you can do to avoid the three seed, do it. The Steelers got to play some solid football. One or the two seed is okay. As long as you can beat, if you can beat the Chargers and New England down the stretch and secure the two seed at minimum, because I don't think anyone's getting the one seed. I'd be surprised if Kansas City loses another game. I've been watching the Rams play. I thought they would go undefeated. I was wrong about that as well. I just threw that out there, you know, I like to take a risk and take a chance. See, I'm justifying my bad picks, but with that being said, I think uh, I think Kansas City beats the Rams later this year, and I don't know if the Kansas City is going to. I can't imagine Kansas City dropping two more games. Well, so well, I think-
0: let's, well, let's take a look. So next week on Monday Night Football is the Chiefs go to L.A. to play the Rams. That's next week. Okay, so that's Week 11. In Week 12, I believe they have a bye. In Week 13, the Chiefs play the Raiders. That's a win. In Week 14, the Chiefs play the Ravens. Uh, I don't know. You never know. The Ravens can be sneaky sometimes. Um, Then after that, uh, who do they have after that? Trying to find it here. Uh, The Chargers in Week 15. That's going to be a tough game. And then in Week 16... They have the Seahawks at Seattle. That's going to be a tough one, and they finish up against the Raiders again. I could see two more losses in their lands. I really could against the Chargers, against the Rams. Um, you go to the Seahawks. You never know what's going to happen up there. Um, do I? Would I bet on it? No. But I watched some of that game today, and and the Chiefs for the first three quarters were very, very mundane, very average, and not the high-powered offense. And we're, they were playing the Cardinals, man. Arizona Cardinals, not, they weren't playing some fantastic defense.
1: You know what happens in the National Football League? You know what's going to happen as well? Because they did not play very well against the Cardinals, and they have the Rams next week, they're going to play outstanding next week. You know how that's how That's how it works all the time in the National Football League. You win, you correct. I mean, teams circle teams on the schedule. They say they don't. They say it's week to week. You know, it's just about the next game. None of them were fired up to play the Cardinals. They got to win. They get out of there. And now it's all full bore, full go for the Rams next week. And, and they'll be ready because, you know, like you said, San Diego's hot. They're going to be – that's going to be a well of a game. I like the Chiefs in that game. But let's say they lose to and finish 13-3. and three. You know, if the Steelers handle their business, the Chargers, you know, may not win the division. But even in that case, right, the Chargers or the Chiefs will be the five seed. So you still want to avoid the five seed at all costs.
0: Well, the goal is always to win your division, and the Steelers right now are in the driver's seat in that respect. And it's early, very early, a lot of football left. Injuries happen. Injuries can derail an entire season. So keep that in your mind. So now is when we're going to open it up for questions. If you're watching live on YouTube and you're part of our live chat, by all means, fire your questions away we'll answer as many as we get as many as we can and then we'll call it a show i do want to remind everyone that tomorrow that will be monday regardless of when you're listening to this we'll have the Steelers hangover between uh brian and tony that is not on youtube but you can find that on podcast form um probably tuesday morning and then wednesday will be on again for the standards the standard will be back to a normal schedule with thursday being our preview show so we have some questions firing in here lands Um, let's see here. Uh, Nicholas Gabriel is asking, what do we think about week 15? Week 15 has been the same last two years. It's Heinz Field. That's New England Patriots. We kind of alluded to this last show, Lance, the postgame show. You watched the Patriots today. I did not get to see much of that game. I'll be honest with you. You know what the Steelers can do. Has your mind been changed about the Steelers playing the Patriots this year? No. Come on. No. I just I the, the Patriots defense is a lot worse than it normally is.
1: It was bad last year.
0: It wasn't this bad.
1: Jesse James will fall down again.
0: It wasn't it wasn't 34 points to the Tennessee Titans bad. Not last year.
1: That's pretty bad but I don't know, man. I just – I don't have any faith. I just think that something will happen. I mean, something always happens. I mean, I think I was at the last game, the Halloween game, when the Steelers beat the Patriots at Hyde. I was at that game. Or maybe they've beaten them since. I don't know. I, it, it happens so infrequently. I'm yeah. sure I'm wrong on that. Uh, no, nothing has changed.
0: I disagree. I think this is the year you get the monkey off the back. And I think that this game in Week 15 could have some huge implications in regards to playoff standings and seedings and, and stuff of that nature. Um, it's going to be important. It always is important setting up to be that way again. And as Daryl Grant puts, Gronkowski being in or out of the lineup is well, is huge. It always is. And he did True not indeed. play. True yeah. indeed. So still only 10 points, though. I mean Gronk's, he on his,
1: Gronk's on his way out.
0: Those sides of the Patriots here. I mean, on defense, you're 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 giving up 34 and you're only scoring 10. If they lost 37, 34, and they gave up 34 to the club, but they still won. But I mean, my gosh. Only putting up 10 points. That's the Patriots, man. Oh my gosh. Josh McDaniels in that offense. They're on there. No one can touch them. Give me a break.
1: Gronk's on his way out. Gronk's not Gronk's not playing any longer.
0: Well, Gronk already looks like a Frankenstein. Yeah, he, he's he's really back injuries and surgeries and stuff.
1: Yeah, Tom looks old too. Tom, Tom, Tom looks old as well. They're are on fumes right now. I mean, if we if the Steelers catch him not healthy, yeah. But that monkey on the Steelers' back is actually in the words of Muhammad Ali, a gorilla. It's more than just a monkey; it's a gorilla.
0: Do you do you know who doesn't look old? is Ben Roethlisberger. I watched the game again the other day. I mean, I'll tell you what, the way he's throwing the football and he's improved as the season's gone on. I know that he struggled in September, so did the whole team, but even his running, like, he's more mobile now than he has been since he was young. I'm not saying he's as mobile as he was when he came in the league in 04, but Tony what? See yeah, here. I'm calling it now. You, I'm calling it i, now. I hey, the tape. I'm calling it now. Steelers beat the Patriots week 15.
1: I'm gonna tell you this, Jeff. When I watched Ben Roethlisberger try to run to the sidelines or run and slide, it watched like I it looked like I was watching a three-hour Titanic movie. I was like, geez, it's <laughs> taking him it forever to go down." <laughs> Jeez, is this what, Titanic. You about
0: Carolina. Like, are you talking about the scramble that Eric Reed hit? Yeah. No, the worst was go back a week when he was scrambling and got tackled uh, by Zadarius Smith in Baltimore. Man, yes, was yes, in sand. Quick yes. Say, yeah. yes. And my high school baseball coach used to say to our the kids on our team that was slow. He'd say, You look like molasses going down a tree on a cold winter's day. He said the kids it's look pretty like, damn what? slow. Say, what? And he'd say, like, Go get a jar of molasses, see how slow it is. Later in life I know what he was talking about. All right. So um Ron does not like you right now. He said, Lance, I love you, but the Steelers beat the Patriots and Chargers. But do you think we lose to the Saints? Uh, he said because Lance is basically already given the Saints a Super Bowl win. So, oh, the
1: Saints are going to rip the Steelers up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but I wouldn't feel bad about it. I mean, they're an NFC team playing the yeah. Saints on turf. It, it's just a whole different animal. I mean, at this point this year, hell, they're going outside and putting up fifty-one. They're they're just a whole different animal in that building. Uh, I, it's it's not I even it. something
0: you should take I, personally. No, 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 look, I, I'm not taking it personal. I, I get it because it's impressive, you, you know. But I guess my question for you is, when do you start giving the Steelers credit? I mean, Steelers about, are like, a
1: real good football team.
0: I mean, they're a good football team, man. They put up fifty-two against uh, against a six-and-two Panthers team. The, the the Cincinnati Bengals are not as good as the Panthers. That's already been proven. I think this year.
1: True. Hey, the are a very good football team. They're two I guess seed I'm, I'm
0: in expect- AFC. To Cut you off. I guess I'm expecting you to start saying, you know, you, you say all these accolades for other teams. Man, they went outside and put up fifty one. Pittsburgh was outside and put up fifty two. I mean, against a better team. And you talk about, you know, you're down on the turf, you know, those boys are running on the turf. Pittsburgh is an explosive offense. I guess I just don't know why you don't see what I see, I guess.
1: Do you see
0: what I see? Hey, tis the season, man. Tis the season. <laughs> <laughs> you know I got my tree up. You know I got my tree
1: <laughs> Listeners, Jeff has a Christmas tree up.
0: Yeah, you want me to show you? It's right here. I'm sitting right uh, next uh, to There you go. Look at that. Look at
1: that. It's not
0: Thanksgiving. I got five kids. They were really excited. I'm a sucker for those little goblins in... I I put the tree up. They wanted me to do it. So I did it. I told them we're not putting ornaments on it until after Thanksgiving. So whatever.
1: Ooh, you had to put your foot down there.
0: I did. You, well, you have to draw the line in the sandlands. Come on. Then yeah. The ocean, then the ocean comes up and washes it away. So, <laughs> all right. We kind of got off the beaten path here. Let's go back to some questions. Um, this is a really good one. And it refers to the Steelers game in Denver at Mile High. And I'll go ahead and go ahead as a host and, and lump in the Oakland game. Do you see any of those two games as trap games? Both are on the road, both are on the West Coast. What are your thoughts?
1: I think the Raider game could
0: be a trap game. Well, they never win in Oakland.
1: Because they never win in Oakland. I've seen them lose in Oakland so many times. And I'm not a historical stat guy, but Oakland will be so bad at that point. And the Steelers are going through a pretty rough patch, a really pretty a pretty rough stretch. When you look at their schedule, they're playing the Jags, Denver Chargers. Then you got Raider. That that's pretty tough there. You know, maybe they're beat up. Maybe they take the Raiders, you know, lightly. So so I think the Raider game could be a trap game. But you know, let me give the Steelers some credit. What I, I don't want to predict the games. What. But I'm looking at the Jags, Broncos, Chargers. That's three. They got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games left. You know, I, I can see them going four and three, five and two in, in in that mix. I can see them going five and two over the course of those uh, seven games.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I can see that. Um, um, the Denver game scares me when Oakland. You watch the Oakland Raiders, and they've literally given up. <laughs> They have literally just given up. Uh, but Denver, that's still a proud team. It's a tough place to play. You have the altitude. Uh, it's definitely not something that most teams are you know, comfortable with or used to. It would be interesting. I don't want to get too much into the Jacksonville game, but someone asked the question, how many touchdowns do you think Ben Roethlisberger throws against that Jacksonville defense next Sunday?
1: I'm going to say three.
0: Really? Now, you said, you said that, you, that they were getting carved up with two tight end sets today, right?
1: Absolutely. They There was a lot of coverage bust in the first half. I think every tight end for the Colts caught a touchdown pass, if I'm Ebron, not
0: mistaken. Ebron went off.
1: Yeah.
0: I think he had two touchdowns. I mean, it might have had a rushing touchdown, too. I'm not sure. I, I had him yeah, on I my team. I, think,
1: I think all three. Doyle caught one. Ebron caught one. And I think the third wide well, was the third. String tight end, caught one as well. So I think they're susceptible to uh, to some tight ends. I mean, they're going to give you predictable cover three. And the Steelers have seen it. I don't think the Steelers had any any issue moving the football against them in the playoff game. It's defensively will the Steelers be able to hold up. I think the Steelers will play well against Jacksonville.
0: Well, not only that, it, it, this is a game you, you think about, you just beat Carolina on primetime. You just beat the Ravens a week before. I'll steal the fans naturally talk about the letdown. They're doing it in the the live chat right now as we speak. No letdown that's, game there. Not, not,
1: not when a team beat you. When a team beat that. you last year at home in the playoffs, no letdown there. That's a revenge game. They got that game circled.
0: Yeah, I agree 100%. And don't forget, fans, that game is at 1 o'clock now, Eastern Standard Time, not 8.20. It was a Sunday night game. It was flexed out. Just so you know, it was not... It's not going to be a night game. Set your schedules accordingly. Okay, um, Nate asks: Is do you think Chris Boswell's past his struggles? He was perfect on Sunday or Thursday night, uh, but he did miss an extra point against the Ravens a week prior. What are your thoughts on Chris Boswell? I think he's fine.
1: I think the fifty-yard field goal was proof enough.
0: I mean, he he looks so tight kicking that ball. I mean, he he, <laughs> he is he is fighting it, man. He is fighting it. And I always talk about golf when I talk about kicking because the actual art of kicking the ball is very similar to the art of hitting a golf ball. Stationary object, the way your leg is swinging is similar to the golf swing. The spin on the ball impacts the way that it moves in the air. And there are times, if you're a golfer, and I'm an avid golfer, been golfing since I was six years old, there are times where you play around the golf and you are fighting it the entire time. Fighting it, he's fighting it right now. But I think that he's on his way. Hopefully, on the mend. That's what I think. Uh, let's see. Let's get to another. Uh... Well, Nicholas asks, "Why don't the Steelers do something about the Jordan Berry situation?" I figured I have figured Jordan Berry out. Do you want to know about Jordan Berry, Lance? I can tell you exactly what it is. Jordan Berry is great if he can kick the ball from midfield every time. If you, if you need a punter. To pin people inside the 20, I'd say he's probably top five in the league at doing that. If you need a punter with a big leg to flip the field, you might as well cut Jordan Berry right now because he sucks at that. I don't know what it is. He might have one of those, yeah, I'm talking one of those boomers once every quarter of the season. But other than that, it's not very good. So that's, that's my Jordan Berry philosophy. Lance, what do you think? You think they should have uh, tried out some punters or something?
1: E equals MC squared. Have you figured that one out too, Jeff?
0: No, it's a little bit above my pay grade.
1: Exactly. No <laughs> one knows what's going to happen to Jordan Berry or with Jordan Berry. I mean, you—they, it's it—it's sort of, you know, you just go to the dance with the one you came with. I mean, they know what they have in Jordan Berry. Uh, you know, I don't know if they want to, bring in another uncertain element into the mix this late in the season. I mean, the only way I think Jordan Berry gets replaced is if he gets hurt.
0: Yeah. All right, now my last question is is for me. It's not from the live chat. Uh, and it is, you think, let's take tangible evidence off the field with Le'Veon Bell. You think Le'Veon Bell, if, if he does not show up, could somehow be better for the team from the attention gone now. Like, you think there? Do you put any stock into that? That the players won't have to ask answer questions anymore about him. They won't have to be wondering: Is he going to show up? Is he not going to show up? What are your thoughts on that? Do you do you buy into that stuff, or is that all just superfluous?
1: I don't really buy any of that. You know me, Jeff. I I don't think they give a rat's ass at this point. They're they're just playing football, and they're winning. He's not helping them, so they don't care about it. I mean, they'll be happy that they won't be asked, but I don't think they care. I think the only thing they're thinking about is, yay, I'm glad Coach Tomlin gave us off till Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, he said, come back Wednesday. They said, yippee. See ya. (laughs) (laughs) Le'Veon who? Yeah. at At this point, they don't care can't help them so they don't care and they're trying to rest up and take this long weekend to be with family probably get Thanksgiving plans sorted out all types of stuff and just detach and desensitize and get away from some football get some lifts in get some treatment they ain't worried about Le'Veon Bell at all
0: I agree but I do think there's going to be a part of them that just is happy that there's a a, a finality to it okay he's not coming We 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 mentally are we're just we've already moved on probably but we're really now just we're moving the we're turning the page and here we go this is our team this is these are our guys it's not going to change no one's going to be coming in someone can go snag that locker if they want so um (laughs) there you have it um lance any final words before we call it a show
1: Great weekend again for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Cincinnati Bengals get beat, which is great for them. Also, I want to give a big shout out to the Cal football team. We beat USC for the first time in 14 years. Big up to Cal football. Here we go, Cal. Bowl eligible. You know it. You know the story. Tell the whole darn world. This is bear territory. You know
0: it. Okay. Um, I'm not a big college football guy, but I did an honest, an honest question for you. In a world now where there's like 2,000 bowls, is being bowl eligible something to celebrate? Hell yeah. If you're so a Cal you football play, fan, hell so when yeah. You, when you play in the Doritos Holiday Sprinkle Bowl, that is on at 2 a.m. in some godforsaken place on ESPN 8, the Ocho, you're there with your cow hat on. Let's go. Yeah, we're in a bowl hey, game. Man, we
1: could be in the Kool-Aid bowl. <laughs> I wouldn't care.
0: You'll be in the the toilet bowl. The toilet bowl <laughs> in Flushing, Ohio. There you go. Hey, I wouldn't care? We,
1: we could be in the, uh, <laughs> the crab chip bowl. I don't know. You're a Maryland guy. Crab
0: chips, yeah. baby. There you go. A crab trip bowl. I don't care. Put some old bay on those. There you go.
1: Absolutely.
0: All right, my friend. Thank you for your time. Listeners, thank you for enjoying hopefully you enjoyed the show. Hopefully you got a little information out of that. The week that was is all week 10's were a wrap for the AFC. Monday night game's gonna suck. So it's an NFC matchup. It's Giants and 49ers, I think. Yuck. <laughs> that's awful. That is terrible. So I'll tell you what, that's why we do this show. You get to hear nothing but Steelers talk for a good 45 minutes to an hour remember to follow us on youtube go to youtube search btsc steelers radio you can follow us on all the podcast platforms spotify art 19 stitch google play itunes you name it type in steelers we'll be there also make sure you check out behind the steel for all your pittsburgh steelers needs i'm jeff for lance we'll see my name is spencer hall my name is jason kirk my name is ryan nanny And when we combine, we
1: form The The Shutdown Shutdown Fullcast Fullcast. I keep telling you We're not Voltron.
0: The Shutdown Fullcast is technically a college football podcast But it's also a show about Lawn care disasters Regional grocery stores we love Tennessee Batman Homeowners associations It's not Voltron.